they'll prove Yeah. It's a big game. Who you know that got it behind the scenes like behind the old line soon as the QB say hype? <laughs> it's big game, game, big game, game, game. Analysis from the player's point of view. Injuries, big trades, player news. Yeah. Set the competition and he play with Tony Dungy. Better listen, I'm talking about Big Game Sports Bug. Set everything you need and more. Yeah. Big Game Sports Bug. I thought I told you once before. We call him Big Game Jane. Yeah, Big Game Jane. Big Game Jane. Folks, welcome. It's time. We're back. You're ready. We're ready. It is Big Game Sports Buzz, where the sports fanatic and the pro athlete get together, talk about sports and everything else that surrounds it. I am Jay Stocks, the buff nerd. Let's go. And of course, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend. The reason why this show is called what it is, Big Game James. What up, dude? What up? What up? What up, man? Welcome, hey, man. Great, great intro, Yo. man. It's been been way too long since I, you know, I heard such a great, great Steve Harvey ain't got nothing on you, buff nerd. Hey, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You know, that's a little bit of Steve Harvey there. Look, man. Hey, first of all, let's do the housekeeping. Thank y'all for tuning in and staying with us. We're now in season three together. That's three seasons together. Big game. Jay Stogg still doing it. We appreciate the support. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share. Of course, we are Big Game Sports Entertainment Network, the home for sports and entertainment, and they collide. Boom. Man, I'm excited. I was kind of tired, but now I'm excited, man. I hear you, I'm excited. Yeah. You know, you're bringing the energy, bro, and I needed it. I, I did. It, I really needed it. I do appreciate <laughs> the energy you have going on right now. man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, there's so much that has happened over the summer. And look, I, I want to say over the last couple of weeks, it just seems like sports has just decided to go ahead and wake up because maybe it's football season and they got to compete. But tonight we're talking about James Harden, what's going on with him. Michael Orr and Pac-12 football, college football, really what it is or what it's going to be. Hey, NBA Hall of Fame was this past weekend. Awesome to see who went in. Between the lines, man, so much things that are going on again with football. Of course, you know, we got, oh, hell no. Man, listen, there's some stupid people out there, okay? Let's just let's just call it what it is. They, they just heaven help them. All right, and of course, we've got top five and tonight's top five is top five summer events things that happened over the summer that you know it's like whoa mm, makes you pause so i'm excited about that it could be sports it could be world events doesn't matter just things that happen over the summer because you know it happened so without further ado hey are we ready to jump in this thing let's do it baby 
All right, now look, in Fort Downs, of course, there are so many topics and things that happen in the world of sports, but we narrow them down to the four major ones, the four biggest ones that we say, hey, you know what? Let's talk about these. The first one, this happened uh, a couple Lord. of days ago, not too long ago, about, about a week ago, not less than a week ago. No, less than two, two days ago. Yeah, about two days ago. Thank you, sir. That's it, about a couple of days. There you go. Already. Um, James Harden in China was doing a, an event yep. and basically said, look, let me call out 76 owner and in particular the GM not once, <laughs> twice calling him a liar. And it's basically said he would never play for that GM again. Mari, so this is this is. I, I, how would you put this? I, I don't even know how to put this at this point. When you have a star of your team calling out a, a very disgruntled star, very, right? But I, I think there's there's a line you 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 know you draw in the sand, don't you? You should. This line has been crossed, crossed out. <laughs> Stepped on, peed on, all that, right? Um, at the end of the day, like when he said he's a liar, a liar, I'll never right. play for anybody like that. And I'm like, didn't they decide to keep? Aren't you still on the team? Have you like exercise his option? So what the what the hell did this turn into? And for it to be such a public blasting the way it was, yeah. then I asked myself, is this James Harden's way of trying? To get out of mm. Philly, like mm. I'll exercise my option. It's the most money I can get. Hey, let me talk bad about the hand that feeds me, and maybe he'll get rid of me. So to me, I feel like it was a ploy of some sort. Like he was doing something to try his best to get put out. But that's listen. Um, I mean, as a fan, yeah, that that's what I say as a fan because. Excuse me. I'm 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 not a Philly fan, but I have to think that all of the Philly fans are scratching their head and saying, "What the hell, James? Well, what the hell, Jimmy? What you know? You you wanted to come to Philly. You wanted to play for Mari. You wanted to. I mean, like there was just all this flowery stuff. You mm-hmm. you got the team that you said you wanted in the situation that you said that you wanted, and now and you got the money that you wanted, and now all of a sudden. He's a liar, and you can't play for them again? Right. I mean. Not buying it. It, it, it come, the, the word that comes to mind for me is one that was coined by one Sean Puffy Combs. This is bitch assness. Bitch assness. That's, that's what it is. Bitch assness. Okay. Bro, play, play your contract, man. You you know what happened. You know what it was. You knew them. You don't like the situation. I get it. But you coming out in this venue, knowing that there's cameras everywhere, calling him a liar, that's bitch assness, man. And that's what it is. So James, James Harden is wrong. Saying how he feels on this one to you? In that venue, that way, Yes. Yes. So was it a side conversation overheard and reporters reported? Or did he no. just say it straight up at the press conference? He was the he was at an event. In China. Yeah, an Adidas yeah. event in China. Yeah. And decided to it's speak on 
Wait, well, you know, James Harden okay. went to he went to a dub baby, a little baby, a one of them infants uh <laughs> concert and didn't even go to his teammates' wedding. So he's that kind of dude anyway. You know what I mean? Like he decided that it was time for you know, c- to continually be in the scene of the wannabe music producer type dude and just do what he wants to do. So at the end of the day, am I surprised by this? Hell to the now, but at no. the same time, what is it? Like, it's the same old thing. Like, as soon as you think and want to maybe cheer for James Harden a little bit, he comes up with something in the media, goes public, and it makes you scratch your head and go, why is it I even listen to this dude? <laughs> I mean, you know, it was kind of funny because when when he was leaving Houston and there was an interest by the fans for him to come to Dallas. Right. And I said, no, there's something there's something not right here. There's something not right here. And goes to Brooklyn, that whole situation, how it played out, now it goes to Philly. So now there's a precedence that's set by this dude and saying, you know what? This is not the guy. Right. The guy. Make sure that you you do comment. We will read it. We will chat. We'd love to have that interaction with you. What do you say about James Harden in this situation? If Do you think he's right or do you think he's wrong? Do you think he should have said what he said, when he said it, where he said it? My thing, would he say the same thing to Daryl Morey in his face or did he use the media to – I don't know, man. It's one of those things where I'm sick of guessing trying to read James Harden's mind. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that some of the chemicals he put in his beard, he's inhaling and it's making him crazy. Wow. He does have a nice beard, though. I cannot lie. Not really. Yeah, Actually, yeah, he doesn't. Just mad I can't grow my <laughs> I feel like I would get a whole chicken bone stuck in the beard that big. <laughs> Like I'd be on the show, like kids in that I'd be one. like, good. Yeah. Now you lose kids in those things in that yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, as a fan, I I don't like it. As a fan, as a basketball fan, I don't like it. Uh, I would never want to hear Luca say anything like this about the Dallas Mavericks organization. You know, um, but I think it's Kyrie. a different situation. Like with a Luca, I believe he would be more loyal to Dallas because he was drafted by Dallas, been there. James Harden is started that world tour part of his contract. Yeah. Like, I mean, his career, excuse me, a little bit everywhere. Not right. really the same since he first left OKC to go to Houston. And I don't know, it's just a whole different situation. But here it is, a person you love, respect, have all this yeah. admiration for, supposedly. Now you're calling him a straight-up liar and want nothing else to do with him again. Right. It's or like, even Kyrie. If Kyrie now. did this, I would not want Kyrie to do it either. So... You know, yeah, but if I don't, he does it, I don't, would it surprise me? No. Oh, great point, Jay Stocks. I hear you, brother. I don't want to hear it, but it wouldn't surprise me. All right, moving on, second down. This this story, when I heard this, was very hurtful because um, I love the story and everything and the inspiration that, that goes behind it. Michael Orr, uh, former Baltimore Raven, former Panther, uh, has claimed that the Tuies, the the uh, the family that allegedly adopted him in high school, actually did not adopt him and made him sign conservator conservator well, conservator conserv- agreement. Yeah, a cur- conservatory agreement, basically stating that hey, you're not a part of the family 
and everything that you earn, we can at that point claim it and we can use your name and likeness. And so basically we have lawful uh, precedence over you. We can do what we want with you and your name and likeness. And um, he has now found out that, you know, they were getting proceeds from the movie when they said they weren't, they were getting a little movie, you know, little proceeds. And actually they were getting like 3%. Over, you know, and it was like a three hundred million dollar movie. So they were they were getting paid. They got paid off the movie. They wrote Big books. Uh, and then the other part that was really disturbing was how he was portrayed in the movie. And he's coming back and saying, "No, that's not actually how it was. I knew how to play football. I was a standout at the school already. They didn't put me in the school. I was already at the school." And so he would sleep at different people's houses. He just happened to sleep at theirs and kind of stuck. But he was already at the school when the Tuies met him. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy oh. how they shaped that whole story? To... <laughs> and it's, it's the thing, Jay, regardless yeah. of the fact, Michael Orr was in a different situation coming up. Mm-hmm. Got to a better school. The yeah. situation was better. Got the yeah. Ole Miss, which they helped sway him to go yeah. to the school that they went to, right? That they're sure. very big on. But here it is again, a young person mm-hmm. of color thinking mm-hmm. that he's being helped to make right. the right decision to better his life, being taken advantage of. And right. not even blaming it on the color of people. It's just that's just shitty people. Doing that, that something is. that's just beyond. So, like when I saw this whole story and and how everything's coming out now and the lawsuits taking place, and yeah. I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute, run that yeah. back. What happened? What's the <laughs> right. real dealness of it now? Because think being, you know how impressionable I was at 18 years old. How fast oh I would, you know, yeah, and learning. And you think you have people that you can trust to have your best interest, yet all right. they see you as, ooh, this here boy gonna go get paid. Let's yeah. jump on the gravy train now. It's where you never really did you ever really have any care about him at all, is what mm. you know, probably going through his mind and everybody else's sure. mind. Like, what were your motives the entire was this was it all a ploy to make money off of me? Or did you really want me yeah. to be better? Because they really made it seem like they handpicked this kid, yeah, touched him by the you know, the the, the grace and the aura to make him yeah. a beyond great football player, and without them, right, he would have never been that. But for him to say, wait, wait a minute, I was already a good football player. I was already <laughs> at this school. I was yep. going to go D1 regardless. Regardless. They didn't change that part of it. You know, right. maybe, yeah, I went to Ole Miss because they were, you know, they sold yep. me on how great it was, and I decided to play football there. But yeah. other than that, it's it's a horrible situation. And some people are going to be like, oh, who cares? He made his money in the NFL. It's no right. big deal. Right. But it's still more than that because there's still a lot of other – like or you know, Jeremy Macklin was kind of the same type of situation. Yeah. In the St. Louis and you know, the St. Louis, yeah. Missouri area. Living with the, yeah. you know, a white family that adopted him, helped him out. He ended up going to Missouri. Not saying they did something crazy to take advantage of him, but there's a lot mm. of stories we hear about this where these yeah. kids can go to these private schools and one of the ways to get into them is getting with the family, you know, that has ties there. It helps yep. the parents out from the inner city standpoint to where the son's getting a better sure. education. They can go focus on school, not focus on how am I going to get to school? Am I going to eat breakfast before yeah. I get here? Am I going to get shot at when I get off the bus? Right. So it does help their lives a lot. But at yeah. the same time, 
should I be worrying about in the back of my mind, damn, are these people really out to get me or take advantage of me? Or are they really right. trying to help see me become a better person? Yeah, and I, I think that's that's the 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 biggest thing there to take away. He did have a bad, he did come from a bad family situation, a bit a bad home life, and thus he was living with different people at the time. And it wasn't until his senior year that he started living with the Tuis and and in that whole situation. It was several months before he graduated. So there's inconsistencies with the movie and discrepancies. And, and here's the here's the big problem I have, and I ain't gonna lie, man. It's an awesome movie with a great cast and one of the leading ladies that I absolutely love and I think is just wonderful, right? And, and Sandra Bullock. So, yeah, man, it hurts me because I want to watch the movie, but I can't watch it the same now. Damn, I didn't even think about it like that. So your whole perspective of Blindside is is going out the window. Can't even really do it no more. I can't. Because it's, it's it's so inconsistent. It's so inconsistent. Like finding him walking down, you know, the street, picking up popcorn out of the stands and right. him, you know, having, I mean, it portrayed him as having a learning disability. It, almost right. to the point where he had a learning disability. And it was like, no, nah, that's not really true. Yes. Did he have, was he not tops? Sure. Okay. But he had enough to where he could play basketball and football, right? And he was still on the team. Right. So he yeah. did well enough to pass. Right. Um, and then for every, not just the parents, but both the children got paid from the movie and speaking engagements about the situation. Like that part, bro, I can't watch that movie anymore. Damn. Now, what do you think Michael Orr got for that situation? For- for that nothing so they got all the money proceeds and he, uh, from the movies and he had nothing from it nothing. at all he got nothing according to him and his lawyers he got nothing Dang. he need to take their ass to the cleaners and get it all back right now exactly you and so a lot of that people... in trust and all kind of other stuff they try to get yeah. they know they had the money protected but they gotta figure out a way oh, to yeah. get that yeah yeah absolutely all right we gotta move to that third down man because yes, we can stay there for a minute boy <sighs> third down Listen, let me say this when I preface this, okay? I never want to see the demise of any conference. I may talk trash about a conference, but I never want to see any conference die. A lot. Pac-12 is dead. Boy. Eight of the 12 teams will be gone by the 25 season. 2024, 25 season, yeah. Yeah, gone. UCLA, USC are gone after this this season. Washington, um, Oregon. Oregon are gone. Colorado's gone. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State is gone. Utah. Uh, and Utah's gone. Only four schools left will be Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State. Man, can I tell you the reason I put this on here, Jay? <laughs> can I know you give me a whole – you you give me a lot of shit about talking Pac-12 yeah. football because yeah. of how late it comes on. And yeah. I always talk about how great West Coast football is. Because that's where I came, you know, that's where I played my high school ball. So, of course, we we, we talk that California and Texas trash to each other. We have sure. to. But sure. at the end of the day, really, when I look at it, the whole makeup of college football is changing so much, and it's this mm-hmm. is beyond horrible. 
I don't give a damn what you say. So now the Big Ten, which has taken four teams from the Pac-12, mm-hmm. is going to have 18 teams in it. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 is going to end up having 16 teams in it. So and from far and wide, they almost need mm-hmm. to try to buy the name Conference USA from Conference USA. <laughs> they really should. <laughs> I don't know what the Big Ten going to just become. They're just going to change that shit to the Big 18. Like, it's ridiculous, but the makeup, like, you tell me, yes, the TV money is is great, but a late November game when that Southern California kid who's always going to, who's going to school in December in khaki shorts and flip-flops got to take his ass to Ann Arbor, Michigan and play a football game in the snow, that's, come on, dog, that that is not, not, the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl was the Pac-12 and the Big Ten champion, boom. They, yeah. they knew the shit was coming because the the, pack, the, uh, the Rose Bowl committee was like, you know what we're going to do? Let's align ourselves with this BCS playoff so every yep. other year we can be a whole city uh, yep. for one of these playoff games and also maybe the national championship game because they had yeah. to see something coming. So everything Absolutely. we've known for so long with college football is done, and yep. I hate it. I, I I'm old school. I like traditional rivalries. I want, I like traditional bowl games. And there's you just grabbing people for money and logistically it don't make sense. And you're, it's gonna help recruiting yeah. wise. Man, you gonna get somebody from the from the <laughs> sun that go out here to the snow. But you know what? I don't like this. I'm going back. I don't know. It's just a bad situation. And how do these teams benefit? Like it kill. And I told someone before. When Stanford did not jump on the NIL game and try to get in, and because yeah. they're just the brainiac status school, they don't yeah. have to pay players, they yeah. were going to fall off. They lost a lot of their luster. And for them, it wasn't yeah. about the money and it wasn't about the TV deals. And so they got left behind big time. And it's yeah. just like, damn, that sucks. And look, again, we, we talk what we talk, but yes, I am, I don't like this. I don't like it at all. Just for the simple fact that I love champions playing champions. Right. Okay. I, I love yeah, I love the fact and I, I proposed the deal where it's an eight eight team playoff where you have the five power conference champions and you have three at larges, right? Three at right. large. Right. And there you go. You don't have to expand it anymore because your your conference play should matter. Right. Your conference play should matter. And so if you have a conference champion who may have one loss or two losses, but yet you have another conference person, you know, team like Alabama that may have a one loss and they barely won another one when they shouldn't have won it or even a two loss, but they still have a chance to get in the playoffs. That's an issue. Um, With the Pac-12 and when we talk about Stanford, the problem with Stanford is I'm reading is that because of the academic status that they have, and they do have it, you know, Mountain West was saying, hey, we can absorb or we can work something out to where we can bring in the four into Mountain West and really be a powerhouse conference. And Stanford is saying, "Uh, you know, academically, you're not on our level. You're not where we are. Well, no one else in the damn Pac-12 was on that level, but maybe Cal. Maybe, yeah. Come on, give me a break. This is my thing. I believe Oregon State and Washington State are going to jump on with the Mountain West because they want to just mm. be left out high and dry, assed out. Yeah, yeah. They want to keep the teams even, I'm sure. So it would be better if Cal and Stanford could go into that and you keep that rivalry, right? Yeah. 
Stanford could try to just go to Notre Dame route and go independent because independent, a lot of teams yep. will pick up and, and play that. But I don't yeah. know if they really have the money backing and football following to really survive long term doing that. It's right. it's gonna be a question mark. But you know, I think about all the great rivalries. I mean, the Apple Cup between Washington yeah. and Washington State, now with Washington being gone, right? Mm-hmm. Um Oregon, Oregon State, the Civil War. Um yeah. I mean UCLA and USC can yeah. keep their rivalry because they're gonna be in the same conference. Um, even Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 to go to the SEC. Now, what's going to happen with Bedlam? It's just so many things that you break up that they say money is the root of all evil. And I used to laugh at that when I heard that when I was a kid. But you're looking at how it is. So, like, to me, why does the NCAA exist? Because they haven't governed and stopped nothing lately to where it's just corrupting and dirtying up the game of college football. Look at the NIL. Yeah, the only thing that they've done is, like, they try to go after coaches and programs like what's going on in Michigan State. Not Michigan State, uh, Michigan. Michigan, yeah. With, you know, with uh, Khaki Harbaugh. But, <laughs> look, man, I don't. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. He wears khakis, bro. I I, like, I, yeah. I appreciate that. I love khakis myself. But, I, I mean, that part khakis. of it. It was whole. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this whole Pac-12 and this whole – collegiate alignment, new collegiate alignment. Um, But I will say this, though. Now that we're looking at super conferences, it does now fall to say, look, we want the best teams to play each other. Facts. Yeah. Regardless of your conference. Right. If, If you can come in and we look at your schedule and we say, look, you've played the best teams in the nation. The best teams in the nation. You deserve to be in the playoffs. I'm for that. And especially that they're expanding to a 12, right? To a 12 playoff team. Right. 12 playoff playoffs. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Take your 12 best teams out of the mm-hmm. nation and go for it. And right. look at their strength of schedule and say, hey, you know what? Texas, you've got to play people. Oklahoma, you've got to play people. Alabama, you've got to play people. Michigan, you've got to play people. You can't just have Appalachian State every year barely win, right? And think that you're going to make the playoffs. You've got to play people. And they've got to be good. So I'm I'm looking forward to that part of it. The TV deals, and that was part of that Pac-12, the whole Apple, you know, and not really sure what's what. That That's where we are. That's where we are. Yep. All right. Fourth down. NBA Hall of Fame. Dirk. D-Wade. And I was surprised that they both went in, but Parker and Gasol went in at the same time. I I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Well, I mean, what's, 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 why is that? We have teammates go in at the same time. Uh. Pau Gasol played with – Not Pau Gasol. I'm, I'm thinking of the, other, the Italian dude. I'm sorry. You think okay, about Mono Ginobili? Yeah. I was like, what the hell is this I was talking about? Man, but, look. Okay. okay was, that's my one for the first show. It's okay. <laughs> bro. But I'm glad we got that together. Hey, you, you know what? We, what I thought about this, that was cool, a couple different things. The yeah. fact that – and a lot of it was done by Dwayne Wade. Yeah, um, yeah. First and foremost, the fact that he wanted – Allen Iverson 
to introduce him. Hmm. So, and then AI came, showed up with the suit with Wade on yeah, the back. The and Wade, the number three. Yeah. I thought that was real slick. And then did you see the, uh, the tribute that Dwayne Wade gave his dad? Yes. On stage. There was something about that, bro, that like tugged at yeah. me a little bit. And, um, you know, a lot of people have thrown, have thrown, has thrown Dwayne Wade's around for a lot of the wrong reasons lately. Um, right. Talking about his parenting, his marriage, some different things that he may have been caught up in. Who knows? I don't know. That's not my life. It's not for me to talk about it to decide. But right. that moment and being, you know, an athlete and making it pro. And then, you know, when you do have that dream come true and you want to make it to a certain level because of those who helped you get there, you hope mm-hmm. that you can pay tribute to them one day. And, you know, parents are proud of you. Regardless if Dwayne yeah. Wade made it to the Hall of Fame or not, his dad was going to be proud of him. For him to go, hey, dad, these all these hours that we put in, you doing this, you doing that, we made it to the Hall of Fame. That's just a big yeah. moment. Because, you know, that he said that, and you could tell that was something that Dwayne Wade has always wanted to happen. And he was mm-hmm. able to do it and share that moment with his father. Because so many guys, they lose a parent while they're playing. They don't have right. a relationship with the parent while they're playing. Different things. And, you know, it's just a big moment. And not to slight anyone else, because I knew that you might want to talk about your man, Dirk, because for so long, Dirk Nowitzki was written off, undervalued, Mm -hmm. and really showed and proved that he belonged in the NBA and was a staple in the league for a very, very long time and did it very, very well and very deservingly gets into the Hall of Fame. And Dirk, with that patented, Bad leg walk <laughs> going up on that stage to, you know, make that speech yeah. and accept it, man, was was just really cool. So, all in all, the Hall of Fame moment for basketball was cool. But, Jack, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. How do you compare the NBA Hall of Fame mm. to the NFL Hall of Fame? Or can it be comparison? To what magnitude do you, you know, I was kind of doing that, and I don't know if I should have when I looked at it, but I was like, yeah. I was like, y'all, I think football got him. The NFL has him. The NFL has him. Um, they do because I think there's, in my opinion, there's way more debate on who should go in than in the NBA. With the exception of Tracy McGrady, everyone that generally has gone in, everyone has said, yes, they deserve right. to be there. Right. Right. Like this year, no one's going to argue about the class that went in. No one's going to argue that, right? right. Um, even when Iverson went in, no one's arguing that Iverson shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, okay, right. he didn't win a championship, still but he's it. Island yeah. Iverson, gotcha. right? He, mm-hmm. he should go. Um, like I said, with the exception of Tracy McGrady, that's it. Damn, I can't just ask the question. Can we talk about it for a second? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, don't, don't hit me like so you don't think Tracy McGrady deserves to be no. in the elephant? Okay, cool. That is. <laughs> I asked you answer. Bro, second moving, round baby. of the playoffs. Second round of the playoffs is the highest he got, and he was injured most of the time. And this is what I get from people. Those three, four years he played, oh, my gosh, is that what we're doing now? Is that what we're doing? He's top of his game for three or four years? Understood. How many players Understood. can we that. say that? How many players are we going to say, well, you know, for three or four years, they were really good. I mean, <laughs> oh, shoot. I, that's, like, just, that's like having five good games in the season. You're like, man, 
He deserves Whoa. a twenty million dollar contract. Whoa, he deserves that. Like it happens though. I mean, but listen, I let me bring saying. it. You know what? Let me bring it home. Tony, so what do you? What do you rate? Oh, eh. snap. Eh. No, Ring of Honor, sure. Hall of Fame, no. That's not. He doesn't belong there. He doesn't. Now he might get in I'm as a sorry. he he might get in as a broadcaster later on. He he, he, and he might well, earn that. He, he might earn that. He'll earn that. He'll, He'll earn, earn that because he's doing great so far. But not as a I'm player. Just saying. No. Just saying. No. But you're going to ask a question. No, no, no. I asked it. I asked it. Like okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, where do you rank Tracy McGrady all time? Then, like, do you have a place where you feel like it's fair to to rank him? Because it this, it has been a lot of conversation about T Mac and where he belongs. And then, yeah. to me, if you judge him off of the great seasons and don't hold the bad ones against him, why don't they do Penny Hardaway the same way? I agree with that. I, I agree mean, you with made that. me think about something when you said it. Yeah. You just, you made me I agree with that. Where's the comparison? Um, where, where, where does it begin and where does it end? Because, like, Vince Carter's going to go in. He's going to go oh, in. And deservedly so. Deservedly Man, he played, so. He played through, like, five presidents. <laughs> 20 seasons, Daniel, right? Like Dirk. Yeah, right. But I mean, when you when you look at Tracy McGrady and where I rank him, no, okay. I don't rank him as a top 25 or top 50 player of his era gotcha. because of the fact that yes, he did have injuries. I get that, but I can't take three or four seasons, three or four really okay, great seasons, and say, oh well. He's Hall of Fame caliber because he played three or four good seasons. Right. And that's and that's, it, and that, right? and that's nothing against T Mac. We know he was a, a no. good basketball player for what he did. Like, but I, I mean like, valid. Very valid point. Are we gonna say James Harden is a is a Hall of Famer? I would not. I mean, I would just you made me push my glasses up on that. <laughs> is he a yeah. Hall of Famer? <laughs> And when you hear that, you know what it makes you say, right? Oh, I definitely know what it makes me say. Oh, hell no. 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 Right, folks, I know it has been a minute, and you've been waiting on this segment. This is where we look at stuff like James Harden going to the National Basketball Association Hall of Fame and say, oh, hell no. Okay. I, man, I put some oomph on that one. Yeah, you said what that you with the chest. I, you said it with the chest. <laughs> it's all good. I did. Do you have an oh, hell no? I have yeah, one. Yeah, I, I have one, Jay. And this, and this here is not super news anymore, but when it came up, I was like, I don't give a damn when Jay Stocks and I do, another, do our show and bring the season back. <laughs> I got to mention this, and it is the Washington Commanders, some of the players complaining that Eric Bieniemy was being a little too tough. Oh, I mean, let me say this. That's a good one. I played the game of football for a very long time, from the age of eight to the age of 33 years old. Mm. I've had some great coaches. I've had some bad coaches. Mm. I've had some rah-rah, pat you on the back kind of guys. And I had I had some guys that would MF you to death. <laughs> Every coach has a different style and different way. 
But obviously, what has been done in Washington for the past couple of years under Daniel Snyder's ownership and the different reigns of different coaches and even Ron Rivera looking like he may have lost grasp on the team, you bring something, you bring someone in who's had some success in Kansas City, or so we've been yes. told. He lights a fire and gets on the, the ass of the guys that's on his team. And then mm-hmm. some of you have the nerve to go to the media and want to be anonymous and say, hey, his coaching style is a little abrasive and rough. <laughs> if you don't shut what the, what the rock like this, the, the, who say candy ass? Stone Cold or the yeah. rock? Stone Cold? <laughs> it's, it's the rock. The rock. Man, yeah. you don't shut your candy ass up. Like, for real, are you really in a professional sport? The level you are making the money you make, complaining that your new office of coordinator is a little rough and too hard on you, but yeah. yet soft and nice has not been working for you. Got to change, right? It. So you can't have it both ways. He's not yeah. there to be your friend. He's there to yeah. help make you better. It's almost like parenting, right? You can't be your child's best friend. You have to be there for him, teach him along the way, and still give him that tough love. Gary yep. Bieniemy is trying to help cultivate a new culture in Washington. Mm-hmm. Yet, you look people looking for a way out. So now, when things go wrong or they take too long to get going, well, he everyone said he was hard to play for because he was so rough and it was never yep. right. Yep. Belichick does the same kind of stuff. He just does it in a different way in a different tone, yep. and no one says anything. No one said anything about how uh, how Bill Parcells did it when he did it. So why now is it a problem? I have a problem with players. You you used the word from Puffy earlier. Cut out the bitch acidness. Yeah. Man up. Take it. And get better. Like, if it don't yeah. motivate you to get better, maybe you do playing the game for the wrong reasons now. You got to go. move on. And from what I understand, it wasn't told, ever said who said it. And if you the person that got a problem with how he coaching, Go holler at that man about it. Don't be a, yeah. don't be a punk. Go holler at him about how he's coaching, how he come to you, and then move on with it. But we got to yeah. give the brother a chance. You can't try to cut the legs out from underneath somebody in a position that a lot of us don't get that position position to be in to help ourselves out and help open the door for other black OCs later on uh, mm-hmm. when the time is right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. Uh, I hate to follow it up. Because everything you said, I echo that sentiment a thousand percent as a fan. Like, I just don't get how you could even fix your mouth or your mindset to that. But when bitch acidness shows us and rears its ugly head, there it is. There it is. Um, speaking of bitch acidness, hey, here's mine. Um, my oh hell not the heat. And I say it just like that. It's so damn hot. It don't even make sense. <laughs> is I thought you been the Miami Heat. You just mean the Heat, the nation. Just the nation in the south, southeast, in the southwest is hot. It's so hot. You know, I mean, when you go outside and you just like you look outside and say, "Ooh, look hot." You don't even say that. You know it is. You know it is, bro. It's hit 109 and 110, not the heat index, the actual temperature. Global warming is real. That gets a oh hell no for me. It's stupid. 
This is wow. stupid. I love it. And I like hot weather. I this ain't it. hot. This is something else. Man, that's funny. And that, it's funny, not funny. Because <laughs> not to get off court, I know we gotta keep going. I had to go yeah. outside today, Jay, for for tennis for tennis class. And mm. I was out there and as bad as those kids were hitting the ball, I was like, if we don't take our behind inside and do something <laughs> else, I'm gonna get fired. I ain't never about to teach tennis. If, if it stay this hot. They ain't gonna learn how to hit one swing one tennis racket for me. It's too hot to be out. Hey, you walk outside and you automatically make like the Shabba Ranks face. Automatically. They just go, you go outside, hey, coach, how's it going? Shabba. <laughs> and they think you tell them to shut up. Because <laughs> you want them to shut up. You don't want to, I don't want to talk. And today was a cooler day. Today it cooled down to, I think it was a balmy 99, 100, something hey man, like that. Can I, let's, I'm going to piggyback what? off what you just said. <laughs> I'm going to oh hell no the weather, man. Because if you tell, ever tell me a cold front is coming in and 89 is the cold front, Pete Delkis, we're going to fight. You can't tell me. You can't tell me, Ooh. oh, there's a cold front coming just because it cooled off about 10 degrees. That's not a cold front. It still felt like dragons were breathing outside the door when Sudi's walked was outside. still in the 90s the today. was so bad. One little girl said, oh coach, my oh, my God, how hot is it? I said, Sudi, <laughs> I was like, I said, it's only 86. She's like, no way. I mean, the human, I mean it was bad. Like, a kid, when a kid complains about the temperature being really, really bad, like hot, you know it's bad, bro. It's bad. Man, that was hey, that was mine today. He was like, "That was hot." I was like, "Bro, you smell like it was hot." He, he just, <laughs> I thought when he got home, I said, "You immediately take you a shower, bro. You go find now, some water right and some now, right now, right now, right now, man." But hey, let's go ahead and let's keep this train moving. Next, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna talk football between the lines because it's football season. Let's go. In a surprising move, ah, I can't believe this actually happened, man. But the first one, <laughs> I just knew you that thought he was coming I, home. You I thought he was coming home, home, but Ezekiel Elliott has signed with the New England Patriots oh, um, on a one-year deal. I believe it's a six million. Look, uh, with all the symptoms and everything, I mean, I'm happy for him. We play the past this season. Uh, I believe they're like the fourth or fifth game. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how Dallas matches up against Zeke. And you know he's going to want to run wild all over Dallas. You know that. I mean, yes, he's going to want that. This is the thing. Zeke can't make this personal between him and the Dallas Cowboys. We knew what it was with his contract. Everybody knew he was going to yeah. get released. A lot of people kept yeah. saying, oh, he's going to sign back. He's going to sign back. Once we got past the draft and his contract wasn't reworked then and resigned, I never thought Ezekiel Elliott would be back with the Dallas Cowboys, Jay. I just didn't. I just didn't see it happening. I honestly did a story on uh, our pewter, uh, our pewter, my uh, pewter perspective yeah. uh, playlist that I thought that he would be a great fit for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to help mm -hmm. bring some veteran leadership, get him on yeah. a low deal, and – I still believe that he can run between the tackles. I feel I do think yeah. that he has some gas left in the tank. Um, yeah. Now with the He's Cowboys, have, have pass blocking too. That yeah, he will. Now I honestly think, and I know 
you know, y'all talked about a lot of different things on the Cowboys cutting up last night. If you are a Dallas Cowboys fan, I forgive you, but you need to check out Jay Stoggs and Trey Collis on Cowboys cutting up here on BGSE Network. Nevertheless, I believe the Dallas Cowboys will regret not having a bell cow type running back. Now, Deuce Vaughn has looked great in camp. He's doing good. I just believe all the running backs they have now are really small, quick, shifty running backs, but not very durable. I just still feel like the Cowboys needed a big body to help them with some of that ground and pound, and they're going to take some of the pressure off of Dak Prescott. Anyway, the whole mm-hmm. thing we're talking about now, though, Zeke to the Patriots, I never saw that one coming. I'm glad he got a job, and I heard the way the incentives are laid out in this contract. It could be a very great lucrative deal for him, but I don't know if that's the uniform I want to actually see him in. Yeah, that's that's going to be kind of weird to see him in that. And he's going back to his old number at Ohio State at 15. But right. um I'm happy. I'm actually I'm I'm actually happy for him. I'm glad he got a landing spot again. I wish it was with, with Dallas, uh, because I'm looking at the runners that we have and they just don't give me the sentiment and feeling that they can run between the tackles mm. as many times as they're gonna need them to. Right. Um uh, you know, to get those hard two, three, four yards. Uh, what's kind of crazy to me is a lot of people believe that if you're a running back, you should, you know, average five yards a carry and score, you know, at least a touchdown every game, you know, be a 1,200 to, thir- you know, twelve to 1,400-yard rusher every year. And the way this game, to me, is being played, you have at least two running backs on every roster that's going to play every game. And it's damn near like they're playing even time. Like this, it used to be like, "Hey, I'm gonna uh, spell him real quick," or just a third down back. Now it's yeah. just like it's an even ground and pound mostly, or it yeah. just depends on who can pass block a little bit better or catch the ball a little bit better. But yeah, it doesn't exactly. happen very often where you know you you get that man. So you're very yeah. right, this dogs that they're gonna do it like that. Yeah, yeah. So having having that you know that that specialist or that every down back they there's it's just not there anymore so to see him go there um i think it's a good situation for him but yeah i'm is i really thought we could sign him back but zeke went to the pats dalvin cook speaking of running backs to the jets um what do you think about this pickup man they i mean Brees Hall is a good running back. Towards ACL yeah. last year, uh, supposed to be back healthy this year. We know that could be a lingering effect. This is another weapon for Aaron Rodgers that I love Dalvin Cook as a running back. Um, yes. The only reason Minnesota let him, let him go that they could not come to an agreement on uh, him taking – they wanted him to take a pay cut. They wanted to rework his contract, and he just wasn't going for it. And so, you know, he put his money on himself, and he, you know, let himself go get cut. and try to market. Um, I I like Dalvin Cook. I think this is a great move. The question is, does this now improve the Jets' chances of winning their division? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bills are have been dominating the last couple of years. I believe Tua was a couple of plays away from staying healthy and making the Dolphins relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, the Patriots it's hard to think that they'll be bad for long, mm. right? So yeah. where does that yep. put the Jets? That defense they have mm. is amazing. Yeah. Um, 
an awesome defense, the way they played, the way they ranked category last year in so many games that they end up losing by one point because of their quarterback yeah. play. And now you add another running back weapon to bringing in Aaron Rodgers. As much as I hate to say it, someone said this the other night, Monday Man Cave uh, with A. Reed and um, his boy B said, look at Tampa when Tom Brady came in. Mm-hmm. He said the Aaron Rodgers situation is very comparable to that. And when I stopped and looked at it, if you looked at where Tampa's defense was when they yeah. went and got Brady J. Stoggs, it's like, holy shit. Because remember, they looked bad early in the year, and they finally got yeah. things going and gelled yeah. at the right time. And it was like, oh, hell. And a lot of it was yeah. because of the way Tampa's defense played with the yeah. quarterback that didn't turn the ball over. The Jets are almost think- in the exact same situation. So now it's like, damn, the only thing is, they got to come out of the AFC. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're a much improved team. As much as we say douche Dodgers and we hate Aaron Rodgers, mm. we know that he is a beyond upgrade compared to Wilson. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Dude. I, I'm, I'm not going to argue that point. He is still douche Dodgers, but <laughs> I, I'm not going to. And uh, the Cowboys play them as well this season. So... Yeah, we'll get to see that up close and personal Mm. um, for sure. Keeping on this whole running back theme, Colts and Taylor, he leaves camp again. And um, I just, you know, if I'm a Colts fan, I'm like, listen, it's already crap. What are we doing? Man, What are we doing here? And they're wanting to start Richardson day one. I don't, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> We've talked about this. Now, I believe Anthony Richardson has shown glimpses of what he can be. Like sure. we said before, he has the extremely high ceiling beyond athletic. Yes. But we don't know what he's going to do. Mm. The NFL, the pressure of the uh, of NFL defensive linemen, linebackers, blitzes, schemes. Like mm-hmm. I told someone the other day, did you see his last collegiate game? <laughs> it had a lot of people saying that he needed to return to school for one more year. Mm-hmm. I don't think that just changes in a in a training camp where you're not getting hit by anyone in practice and not really getting rushed. Yeah. Um, do I think he can be good? I do, because he does have talent. Do I think it would be a mistake to throw him out there without this running game? Because in my mind, there's something going on there with Taylor after Ursay said what he said early on. Yeah. And is he in his feelings? I'm not going to say, oh, he's just in his feelings. But the relationship there is damaged. The question is, yeah. can it be repaired? Because they already said, look, we're not trading. Right. So he's going to have to suck it up and go or lose a whole lot of money and yeah. be on the outside looking in. I don't think he can yeah. afford to do that. Right? So yeah. I hate this situation. I hate this because, you know, last year, Josh Jacobs led the league. A year before that, he led the league in rushing. Mm-hmm. And yet here it is. You don't feel like you're being valued. They said you've been injured. You said it's not true, but yet you do have the ankle injury. They right. don't want to pay you more. They want you to finish out this contract. Man, it's a cluster. I mean, it's yeah. just, boy, I'm glad that's yeah. not my team. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah, that. Yeah, they had, uh, they had the owner get the keys to a former player who never. Oh, it, it's India is a mess, bro. All top down. <laughs> India is a mess. Um, man. So you know, we talked about Josh Jacobs. He's still not in camp either. You know, I, this the running back situation has got to change in the NFL for it to be better for them. I can't even say permissible. It's just across the board, it is bad. It is bad. It's bad. And I think that's really all you need to say on that. Um, I was curious about this last one. Ted Teddy Bridgewater's number 50? Man. Have you seen this? What no, what is this? All right, cool. So Teddy Bridgewater is now with the uh Detroit Lions as a backup quarterback to, right. to Jared Goff. Um Teddy Bridgewater has worn the number five for a long time in his career. Yeah. You know, he wore five at Louisville. He yeah. was a 32nd pick in the draft. So then when he was in Minnesota, he wore five. Yeah. Every stop everywhere he's been, he's worn five. Yeah. He got signed a little bit later in Detroit. Five is already taken. Yeah. The only single digit that wasn't taken was number seven. But that number is retired. So for him to still get the five that he wanted in the preseason, it doesn't matter what number you wear. He took number 50. So here it is. You got a quarterback running around the field with number 50 on, probably looking like, what the hell? You know, that's kind of like when I played football back in Pop Warner, we would like put on a dad's yeah. jersey and it might have 50 on it because your daddy was yeah. a lineman and you a yeah. quarterback and it was like 10 times is too big. It's just what it reminds me of. And I just <laughs> thought that was a funny, cool story, man, that, you know, to get that five. And now, what you know, once training camp is over and people, get, you know, rosters get cut down, if he's there, he'll have another number because he cannot wear the number 50 during the regular season. But for the preseason, he can. Yeah, quarterbacks have to wear I one through nineteen. They no, they yeah, changed. Thought... They changed up the the number policy to an extent where like bigs can wear single digits. Quarterbacks still have to have one through nineteen, or they do the thing like where well, Heath Heath Schuler back in the day wore number twenty one for the Washington yeah. Redskins. But yeah, yeah, they they can't. He can't wear fifty regular season because Micah's Micah Parsons wearing still wearing eleven. He's 11. He can now. They they made it where defensive players can right. wear the lower numbers. Quarterbacks can't wear Quarterbacks the big can't. numbers like that. Wow. I thought yeah. they could. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. That's crazy. I'm like, well, what about 15, bro? 15. I don't know why he didn't take it's the five. 15, but it's going right now. So I don't know who has it. I don't know if it's the, the same brown wide receiver, but he's a team number. Is it 13? I don't know. Anyway, they're gone, bro. So the brother took 50. <laughs> he's rocking 50. In in training camp, and when I saw the picture, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then, so I clicked the story and I read it. I was like, "Yes, I must talk about this in between the lines tonight." This, yes, this please, funny do. as that's crazy. Heck. All right, that brings us to the final segment of this podcast. Of course, that is the top five. Let's go. Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never ran to the no man, I still go. go. 
That's right. Some people have a top 100. Some have a top 50. Some have a top 25. Some even punk out and have a top 10. But here at Big Game Sports Buzz on Big Game Sports and Entertainment Network, we have a top five. Who's in? Who's out? This week, top five summer events of 2023. The biggest things that happened in top five. Or the biggest things that happened in 2023. Top five. Big game, are you ready? Do you have yours? You still thinking? Why you gotta ask all that, man? Like that. <laughs> because yeah. I yeah, know. Yeah, I got you. mine. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> you know, our top five is fun normally, and it's a lot of different things that have happened so far. Um, especially over the summer that, you know, not yeah. all are fun events, but they're things that are mm. life changing. And so I put a lot of different things on here. Um, one thing that I thought was funny that I want to put down and say first is Sean Payton blasting everybody, blasting everybody oh, from last year's Denver Broncos team, and then Daniel Hackett then getting into a war words with uh Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why. There's some funny shit to me. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's cool to have your feelings, but Sean Payton yeah. broke the, the unwritten rule of you know, coaches don't really call out other coaches in their profession about what they do. Or if you do, you know, you say it around your locker room, you don't say it publicly. So Sean Payton. Right. Calling them out is crazy. Um, the fires in Maui, man, this is yeah. sick. Like, you know, my wife yeah. and I went to Maui for our honeymoon. Um, mm. She's been to Maui before, and just I mean, knowing how beautiful it is, seeing those pictures, having a good time, and seeing that devastation. One, the level of care from a lot of people in this world, man, of trying to go give back and do things to help is amazing. Yeah. We have a lot of great people in this world that do a lot of great yeah. things, and we talk about so much negativity a lot, but just family uh, members, people losing, people thinking they're losing, being scary. It's just a big moment, man, because it, it makes you put life in perspective. You know, yeah. if I, I wake up and be mad, I'm mad about something, I got to go, wait, hold on, you breathe. It's some yeah. people that don't even know if their loved ones are breathing in, 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 in Hawaii right now, in Maui. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. bad situation. So, um, you know, you got to think about that. Um, we talked about it earlier, the Pac-12. NCAA losing the grip on it. Everybody exodus to going to chase the money. To me, that's that's something big in college football, and I think it's going to have a domino effect of different things falling into place. Um, now Florida State wants to leave, and Clemson wants mm -hmm. to leave the ACC. Mm -hmm. The only place I can see them going is the SEC to make them bigger than what happens today. It's it's going to be a bad thing. So I put that down. Um, Texas passing a law after what happened in Uvalde that every school in the state has to have armed resource officers or armed officers, right? Yeah. But they didn't give everybody su sufficient funds to do it. That's yeah. almost an oh hell no, but that's a big moment for us here in Texas and what we're going yeah. through, what we're dealing with, what we live with, what we see. Um, former teacher, yeah. current teacher, knowing the situation of what these officers and these, you know, have to go through at these schools and being yeah. stretched thin. Yet we'll find money to do something else that makes no sense at all. Like to go yeah. tear up a street, that's fine. Yeah. That you just redid three <laughs> months ago with that money. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. and then my last but not least moment. <laughs> the brawl for it all. Montgomery, <laughs> Alabama. Man, Jay, this has become Somewhat of an anthem of, excuse my language, <laughs> fuckery. 
it's madness, bro. Like Montgomery Brock. At first, I was like, Montgomery Brock. I was like, first, I couldn't believe. I said, this is messed up. This man doing his job. Yeah. So you're mad about yeah. like the white privilege and entitlement, right? Right. And then all the different aspects of going from to <laughs> we're gonna protect and help this brother to how did the chair ever really come out? Is what I want to know. The chair it really come out. Jay. I don't know. Like chair. I think the situation was in hand without the chair. Oh so, man! But then to see the memes of the people on treadmills running oh, and just raising gosh. the chair above their hand. <laughs> there's a dance. There's a song. Jay Stock sent yeah. me something on TikTok the other day, and I spit my drink out, y'all. And I and I'm like, do I feel bad for laughing at this, or do I just take it in and just know, hey, it's another moment we're gonna laugh at, enjoy life. But yeah, man, last big thing so far, <laughs> and this this might make all the two, 2023, uh, the goddamn Alabama brawl, man. Yes, the Montgomery brawl, the Montgomery brawl. Yes, uh, shout out to the Olympic swimmer. Yes, I mean, look, it's it's all of it is there, man. That's 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 I, definitely. Jumped, <laughs> they did a wrestling move on the dude on the. They did a rock. Oh, uh, oh yeah, he did the yeah he did a rock by he rock bottomed him. Yeah, oh, man, shoot. did the rock bottom on him, oh, dude. It was, God. it was every everything that you wanted in a brawl was there. Everything was there. Now, was Jay, there. did you catch yourself going back and watching it over and over again to try to catch the pieces that you missed? Yes, it was so many different parts of the fight to where I was like, yes. wait, what? And then they started taking it down off the internet, so you had to try to scurry and find and put different pieces together. And then it was like, man, you can't stop this madness. It's too Listen. much of it out here. Black Twitter was a blaze, sir. It was a blaze. I saw different angles, different aspects, different commentary. People point things out. I mean, shoot, putting yeah. arrows in. Check this out. Check out the Crocs that were busted. I mean, dude, it was it was everything. Did you, did you see the one they did uh, the Good Times theme in the intro yes. to Good Times? Yes. Okay. I've seen. I'm telling you. My spent, stomach hurt so bad on that one. Dude, it took me about three days. <laughs> it was three days straight of just, just <laughs> it's craziness. Look, let me get to mine so we can get out of here. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> no, it's all good. Japan beats US in the World uh, Baseball Classic. Crazy. Mm. Um, love that. Speaking of love, LIV live in PGA. They merge after all the trash talk. All the BS. All the BS. They're never going to blah, 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 blah. And PJ was losing money. Hey, guess what? Let's go ahead and let, let's merge. And now all the players from PGA, especially, uh, what is his name? Uh, McElroy, whatever, Rory, he's all upset. I don't like him. He's a douche as well. Um, here you go. Arizona. People in Arizona dying from the heat. I just talked about the heat. People dying from the heat in Arizona. People in Arizona, if we get anybody from Arizona, stay in the house. Just stay in the house. Ain't nothing outside for you. Man. There's nothing out there for you. Cool. Okay? Just stay in the house. Just stay there. Um, Look, man, the actors and the writers have gone on strike. Yeah. They went on strike crazy. and they ain't back yet. Hey, you know what's funny, though? What's that? Independent filmmakers are benefiting from streaming services right now because of the yes, strike. So some people are benefiting from it, but 
Yeah. You no, know, it's all about your paper being treated rightly. I hope y'all get that yeah. money. Get the money. Yeah, I got a, you know a couple of friends out there that's doing the thing, and I'm you know checking in with them, making sure they're good, and they're like, yeah, we we're good so far, but you know, a couple million ain't gonna last them out in that state. Um, and then finally, listen, man, this story when it broke, uh, people were they were like, yo, it was on sixty minutes, it was it was on CNN, it was everywhere. Carly Russell, this young lady from Alabama, she was kidnapped. But here's the problem. She wasn't kidnapped. <laughs> she was not kidnapped at all. She staged the whole thing and then came back to say, well, I saw a baby on the side of the street. That's why I stopped. And then I got kidnapped. Boo. No. Uh-uh. They found the Target bag with, you know what I'm saying, with the receipt of all the stuff you bought to kidnap yourself. If you're going to kidnap yourself, get rid of the evidence. Get rid of the evidence. Hey, Jay, how is it possible you take yourself, though? <laughs> how do you kidnap oneself? I don't know. Do you just drive yourself somewhere that you're not supposed to be and say they took me? Like, what the hell? I don't know. What was... <laughs> I mean, I, I hate... I'm not trying to be funny. And Reed does a great job of talking about, you know, mental health at the end of his show. But her he mental could. health had to be off. Something in this a, a one flew one flew over the cuckoo nest, whatever that movie was. Something was yes. wrong, bro. Very yes. wrong. If you feel like you need to kidnap yourself, you need to go talk to a professional. Okay, I'm te- listening. Go and not talk a professional to a kidnapper. A professional no. health provider, mental yeah. health. Get you, yeah. If you feel like I just need to take myself away, go talk to somebody. Somebody with some credentials. Jay, because... if you kidnapped yourself, where would you take yourself? <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. Probably, probably Brazil. I'll probably kidnap myself to Brazil. Oh Lord. Or the can movie you, room. Can you, can you take people with you if you kidnap yourself? <laughs> I mean, hey, come, yeah, we'll kidnap each other. That's what we'll do. We'll kidnap each other and we'll go to Brazil. Leave a ransom note or something. Like they took us. Who is us? And where were y'all together at the same time to get taken? Don't worry about that. Come find us. Now, now y'all asking too many questions. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. Yes, y'all. This is it. This is big game oh, sports buzz with the Buff and her Jay Styles. Your boy Big Game James. <laughs> Season five for me. Season three of us being together. Episode 84. I don't know why we don't do even amount of numbers of shows when we do them. I don't know. I schedule just be crazy like that sometimes. More often than not, y'all, we will be back on we will be back on Wednesday nights, except for the weeks that I have football games on Wednesday nights, which is like three, two, we'll me, two. Come but we will be here for y'all. And if you hit don't catch us live, hey, catch the replay, catch the shorts, hit this QR code. You can find us on all our social media handles, right? Yeah, all of them. I, I kind of did what Jay does. I'm sorry. I just got excited because he was laughing at my stupidity. So I figured I should keep talking just to get us off the air. And, you You're know. You're still talking now. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share. Thank you so much for joining us. We are Big Game Sports Buzz on Big Game Sports and Entertainment Network. Hit the button. Peace. 
It's a big game. Who you know that got it behind the scenes like behind the O-line soon as the QB say hype. 